Issues Etc. regular guest, Pastor Jonathan Fisk, is the author of our Book of the Month for February. It's titled, Without Flesh. What does the church have to offer the world in this present darkness? Find out in Without Flesh. It's published by Concordia Publishing House. Their phone number, 1-800-325-3040, or browse before you buy at issuesetc.org. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for February, Without Flesh, by Pastor Jonathan Fisk. Charlie and I are getting a divorce, Mom. You can't be friends with him anymore. Dream on! Charlie Bird! Mom! 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 What? Most people in my business, you just transactions to them. I like to think of you as people. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> you remind me of myself on my second marriage. Baby, I'm amazed the way you love me all the time. Part of what we're going to do together is tell your story. Did you dye your hair again? No, oh, this is me. You don't like it? Is it shorter? I prefer it longer, but... How are you doing? I didn't ever really come alive for myself. I was just feeding his aliveness. I'll never get to really be his parent again. He needs to know that I fought for him. It's not as simple as not being in love anymore. Eventually, it'll be the two of you having to figure this out. Together. We start from a place of reasonable, and they start from a place of crazy. When we settle, we'll be somewhere between reasonable and crazy. That's the trailer for the movie Marriage Story. Suzanne Venker was recently on the program. She says it's a divorce story, not a marriage story. We're going to review that movie. Pastor Ted Geese joins us. He has a bachelor's degree in fine arts. He's pastor of Mount Olive Lutheran Church in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. And he teaches a course for Concordia Lutheran Theological Seminary in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, titled A Lutheran Approach to Art, Media, and Film. I began our conversation with Ted, asking him, what has Marriage Story been nominated for? This one is nominated for Best Motion Picture of the Year. So this is Noah Bombach and David Heyman. Noah Bombach is also nominated for Best Original Screenplay here. And people might know him in general, from working with Wes Anderson. So Wes Anderson and him worked together on Fantastic Mr. Fox in 2009 and The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou in 2004. And then Bombach himself was the writer-director of The Squid and the Whale from 2005, which is one that people might might know. So he's nominated here, like I said, for original screenplay. It's also nominated for Best Achievements in Music, written for Motion Picture, and Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role, that's Laura Dern. And of course, Best Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role for Adam Driver. So those are the nominations. And it was the winner for Best Supporting Actress, that would be Laura Dern at the BAFTA Awards. And then at the Golden Globe Awards, it won Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role, again for Laura Dern, and Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture Drama, which is Scarlett Johansson and Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Adam Driver. So the acting is being lauded in this film for sure. We had someone on the program to talk about this several weeks ago, and their criticism, it wasn't a film critic, it was more of a kind of a social critic. Their criticism was that this is not a marriage story, it's a divorce story. 
Yeah, and that's a perfectly fair criticism. It isn't like it's, yes, there's, there's a marriage, but the marriage is falling apart. And what you get is right from the beginning, you, well, what you get at the very beginning is each of the central characters. So you get Adam Charlie as Adam Driver talking about what he loves most about his wife, Nicole, played by Scarlett Johansson. And Scarlett Johansson talks about what she loves most about her husband, Charlie, particularly in their marriage and as they raise their young son together, Henry. So that's how it starts. And then by the very end of the movie, I don't mind spoiling this one at all. At the very end of the movie, you get everything's kind of fallen apart. They're not married anymore. They're divorced, but they still have this son. So they have to work out some sort of life together, as it were, through custody and the rest of it. And there is a little tiny, tiny bit of compassion at the very end, in the like the last three minutes of the film. In the middle, it's just this this story of everything devolving and falling apart and things getting going from good natured to going to nasty to going to just some of the most gut wrenching and heartbreaking stuff that you're gonna see in a movie. I mean super well acted, but and sadly, for some people, this is a marriage story, but it's not the marriage story anybody wants when they get married. And it's not a, an actual marriage where you could look up to it and say, that's a great marriage, which is maybe what the title suggests and maybe is part of the criticism that was being leveled against it. These are high-powered actors. These are in-demand actors. I'm curious about Adam Driver, who is probably known to most people as the kind of moody emo character in the latest Star Wars sagas. Yeah, you know, he plays Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren, as it were, in the Star Wars films. And I think that, like, when you see a movie like this, you start to see, you know, just what the guy can do, right? So what ends up happening is, is you think to yourself, well, they kind of wasted him. Uh, on Star Wars. Like they didn't get out of him and Star Wars what they could have. They could have had just a really quite a performance out of him. We've talked about him before. He was in uh, the film Black Klansman in 2018. That was one that we had actually reviewed here on the on the show. He's been around a long time. He's a he was in the Marines, I guess, um and then ended up getting into acting. He's an interesting character of a guy and just a phenomenal actor actually and really looking forward to seeing what else he ends up doing in the future. So let me ask you because I know that privately you had expressed some angst about going to see this film. You really weren't anxious to see it. Did he convert you to, if not a fan of the film, uh, to an appreciator of the film? Listen, this is a hard movie. Like it's a well-made movie. It's a well-written movie. It's a well-acted movie. But just because something is well-written, well-acted, and well-made doesn't mean that it's enjoyable. So, like, for me, because as a parish pastor, I do marriage counseling with people. Like, I was reticent to watch this film because I didn't want to... That's not exactly a pleasurable experience to sit down and watch something like this, right? This is starts to move into the category of, like, horror film for me personally. Because there's nothing I can do to help these people. And it's a complete fictional story, but it has all of these real elements that, that just just hurt your heart when you watch it. So 
to preface all of what I'm about to say, that, that's to preface it. So essentially, I think what happens with this film, because it's so well written and because it's so well acted, is that people, when they watch the film, are going to kind of um, instinctively or intuitively pick sides. So you're either going to identify with the character of Charlie, played by Adam Driver, or you're going to identify maybe more with the character of Nicole, played by Scarlett Johansson. And I mean, she's much better in this than she is in Jojo Rabbit, by the way. But I think that that kind of being forced to make a choice like that, which the film kind of suggests and kind of maybe pushes you in that direction. I think that's a problem. And I think most viewers, like if, if somebody has watched it or if they're going to watch it, maybe try to watch it from the position of having compassion towards both of these people and not to pick a side. Because that, I think, is maybe the better place to be while watching it. I mean, I know it's hard to do, but this is that putting the best construction on everything. Even if, you know, if you can do it watching a fictional movie like this, then you can also do it in your actual life. And I think that when people are going through divorces, there is a tendency and they, they really hit at this. In fact, Ray Liotta, who plays a lawyer in it, gets into this when he's talking to Adam Driver's character that you know like th it, it, things get ugly and people pick sides and they they make the other party look ugly and they drag out all of the bad horrible things that they could possibly and drag out that's just not helpful it's not helpful in our daily lives when we deal with people who are suffering through separations or potential divorces and as a like if you're listening to this and you are somebody who is in a separation now or things are going poorly like the one thing that I always tell people when they first sit down in my office is just because you get a separation doesn't mean you have to get a divorce. And one of the very first things in this film from a therapist is it talks about their separation and inevitable divorce. And I don't know how you actually can work on anything as a couple to stay married together. If your divorce is inevitable and if everyone around you is, they just tell you that that's what's going to happen next. And they all kind of play their part, as it were, towards that. That's horrible. And, and that's what you see unfold in this film. I don't think that that's helpful for people in their regular lives. So this is, this is just some, some general pastoral thoughts about, about the film. Does the child of this marriage, both in terms of the storyline and in terms of your concerns there, does the child get lost in the shuffle? Not really. I mean, he's the, he's the, in some ways he's the prize or he's the focus of, of everything that they're up to. Like a lot of it starts to revolve around him, but he like this, uh, as he Robertson plays the character of Henry, the boy, he's largely oblivious and doesn't actually understand what's going on because he's like, I don't know, eight or nine years old and he's never experienced divorce or whatever. He doesn't know what it's, what all of this is about and he doesn't get it. So he, he's a little jerk sometimes and he doesn't, he doesn't understand the seriousness of certain situations. And that's, it adds to the tension and frustration of watching the film. I think that they do an excellent job of portraying this kind of horrifying, you know, experience and showing him in the midst of it. He doesn't get lost in the shuffle. He's an integral part to the whole film. The inevitable comparison is with a film from the 70s, Kramer versus Kramer. How would you compare them? Well, I mean, if that's like a 7 out of 10 for intensity, 
this is like an 11 out of 10 for intensity. Like this is an intense movie. There were aspects of things at that time were widespread divorce and like where things were going with the idea of no fault divorce. It was newer, like not that divorce didn't exist before that, but like the, the, just the scale of it was not around the way it is now. And it hadn't been, so there's kind of a kid glove kind of approach to a lot of it in that film. This is not that this is really rough, hard to watch. There are scenes where it's just brutal, just the most brutal thing that maybe you're going to see. There's a reason why the movie is like rated R, right? It's not in any way, shape or form a movie for a wide audience. But again, the, the tragedy is, is that in divorces, it'll affect an entire family and not just the, the core family, but also the extended family, right? It's not the just, so that's, that's the thing. It's like they, they're, it's, it's forcing everybody to grow up quote unquote and live in a world that they didn't anticipate living in, especially for the kids, let's say, not so much for the adults. They, they are in it, as it were. Is it a cautionary tale, or is it just a realistic portrayal of what happens all the time? Or is it in some sense, these are your three choices here, Ted, a realistic portrayal that says in the end, and then everything will be okay? Kind of maybe the latter. Like, I mean, you can, like, it, I guess what it would say is you can get to a place. It's hard and it's ugly, but you can get to a place where everything is essentially fine. And you can kind of still, quote unquote, love each other and take care of your kids. You just don't have to be married. Pastorally, what would you say to that? That's the worst. I just, <laughs> like, I can't, yeah, like, I, I can appreciate what they did with the, the skill of making the movie in a lot of ways, I hate this movie. Like this is just the worst. And it's also cautionary. Sure. In a way revelatory, perhaps like some people might watch the movie and see themselves in the one character or the other character. It could cause somebody to think about a little self introspection, I guess. But yeah, this is, this is just, uh, I, I just see so much just the pain and heartache and the disaster that happens in the wake of divorce. And it does not make anyone's life easier. It never does. And you're never actually free of the other people and it never solves anything. It just makes it more complicated and harder and more painful in a lot of ways until I guess you're seared over and dead inside from all of it. Perhaps like this is like, now you're getting me in a really cynical moment. It's it's just not it's not cautionary in that it says it's just it's all bad don't do it. It's less cautionary because it gets to that point where it's like well yeah you can it's hard but you'll get to a place where potentially things could be fine, quote unquote. Pastor Ted Geese has a bachelor's degree in fine arts. He's pastor of Mount Olive Lutheran Church in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. He teaches a course for Concordia Lutheran Theological Seminary in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, titled A Lutheran Approach to art, media, and film. Ted, thank you very much. Thank you. You can read Pastor Ted Geese's movie reviews at issuesetc.org, click Talk On Demand Archives. A magnitude 5 earthquake struck Puerto Rico on Tuesday. It's the 11th earthquake to hit Puerto Rico in the last 30 days, including one last month at 6.4. LCMS Disaster Response has set up a temporary disaster response center and church in Puerto Rico. Find out how you can help at lcms.org slash disaster. Helping the hurting amid disaster, LCMS Disaster Response, lcms.org slash disaster. 
In hour two of Issues Etc. on this Friday, Pastor Chris Rosebro of Fighting for the Faith joins us for our weekly feature called This Week in Pop Christianity. We're going to be listening to Katie Souza make some promises about her keys to operating in miracles. Stay tuned. Essential exercise for the Christian mind. You're listening to Issues Etc.